And when you're there, it's very important that, irregardless, which is a word, mm-hmm. irregardless of facts, you must root for your team. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And it's been a fun week. Oh my goodness, it's been a fun week. Welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We are your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And what we do is a lot of fun here. That's what we do. We have a ton of fucking fun doing nothing. If you're listening to the show, thank you, first and foremost. There's three ways you can listen to this broadcast. The first is you can listen through my website, markscalia.com, where you see this little stereo box, and you click it, and you can listen. If you want to become more participant, and you want to become a little bit more interactive, what you do is you click that box, and it will shoot you over to the broadcasting site, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. Then you can live chat. And the third way you can listen is if you don't have the time to listen, because, you know, sometimes you're busy. I understand. Shit happens. I get busy, too. But I'm always here for you guys. That's what I do. I'm always here. And nobody's paying my ass. (laughs) Anyway, the third way you can listen to the show is you can download it from iTunes. After the show is done, it's then uploaded to iTunes on the following Friday. And then you can listen to it at your leisure. You can catch up with some of the previous shows, too, some of our past guests. And speaking of guests, we have an amazing guest tonight. But, you know, some we're going to start, as we always do, to bring you guys up to speed with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Remember last week, or was it last week? Yeah, last week when I started talking about the New Year's resolutions, which I I don't like New Year's resolutions. They're very tricky. But my New Year's resolution was to be brave. That was my thing, to be brave, to, uh, to not be so timid about things, to really go for things, to, to stretch, to, be, to go to that uncomfortable place and, you know, kind of get comfortable in that uncomfortability. And here I am a week later going, that did not fucking work. It's just fucking horrible. Being brave. Yeah, good luck with that. That's going to fucking happen for you. The reason I say that is there's been, you know, it's been a roller coaster. Because as you guys may know, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival starts this weekend. And I've produced shows in the past, you know, a show. I've given a, somebody give me a budget or the club had a budget, but not for like 20 years that I work with no budget and I had to book everything myself. And 
And this is very similar to that. And I said I was never going to do it again. And here I am doing it. And it's it's been, I got to say, it's been super rewarding. It's been amazing to do this. Um, the gift is the creation aspect of it. The, <laughs> the fucking problem of it is dealing with everything as a result of that. Like if I could just create stuff, it would be awesome. I'd be just like, this is a great idea. Let's do this. And then it's trying to execute that in real time, in real world situations. And as a result, uh, the festival was Thursday through Sunday. But because we had very low ticket sales for the Sunday, it was very unfortunate and it hurt really bad. I had to cancel the Sunday show and I was really looking forward to it. It's one of those things that it was going to be, you know, I mean, the festival in general is going to be really fun, really amazing. But each night was very specific and very special. And to cancel one of those shows, it just, you know, kind of, it, it bummed me out. It really bummed me out. So I've been dealing with that. So that's the first thing. Um, but I've been, I've been all right. I'm getting all right. But it's everything from the, getting the T-shirts made to the banner to the sound to the lights. And that's just the logistics. The other stuff, like the printing and the paperwork and stuff, I'm having a ball with that. But one thing should take like five minutes, and it takes a fucking hundred years. And it's, and I don't know why I'm complaining. I don't know because I chose it. It's not like somebody put a gun in my head. You better fucking produce a festival. I'm sorry, fucking pull the trigger. And I'm like, oh, okay, please don't pull the trigger. It's you know, it's like my, <laughs> it's like my my jigsaw word problems. It's like that kind of thing where somebody's torturing me. It's just you know, but it's it's very fun, and I know that well thursday at kodo nightclub and we've got an amazing lineup for that we have Kristen o'brien a local comic she's amazingly funny norej shaw uh, another comic out of this area dan gilbert uh he's actually out of new hampshire and i've actually only worked with him once mark turcott out of maine uh very funny guy produces his own shows andy lester uh, he's been a guest of the show very funny and kyle daly that's on the thursday show the Friday show, Tyler Moore, uh, local guy, Ryan Chaney, making a huge name for himself in the area. Our guest tonight, Pete, <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce his fucking name again because I, I looked at it different, in a different print. It's Wallenek. That's it. Wallenek. Pete Wallenek. And he's our guest tonight. So we get to chat with him too. Um, so we have Danny Rathbun. Uh, he's out of New York. Jess Miller out of Weston, Mass. And uh, Drew Dunn. Drew Dunn is uh, Drew Dunn's been a guest of the show as well. Very funny, guys. And then Saturday night, it's going to be Jay Grove, uh, guest of the show, uh, guy right out of New Hampshire. Amazingly funny comic. You've heard him on the show. You've seen him. He's just so funny. And it's going to be a triple headliner show. Myself, Dave Radigan, also guest of the show, and Jay Grove. And it's going to be so, so much fun. And that's going to be part of the, the, the Opus dinner where we're having dinner. The comics are going to have dinner with people. <laughs> Real fucking people. And we'll be like, pass the butter, go fuck yourself. So so it's going to be really interesting. And that show is selling out fast. All the shows are, are selling out. It's just, it, it's going to be so fun. And every night is special. And I'm just really looking forward to it. There's just so much. So, But I will say this. Working as a comic sometimes kind of sucks. It kind of sucks sometimes. Because everyone's like, oh, this is great. You, oh, you, you, you work from home kind of and you're traveling all the time. It's like, yeah, but... 
I actually booked a bunch of stuff today personally, which is really difficult. It's like multitasking on a different level. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still better than any fucking thing I've ever done before. You know, working in the field, engineering, you know, went to a trade school. It was, you know, I don't need that kind of shit. Part-time job at restaurants. It, this is still, as stressful this is, it's still the best fucking job I could ever hope for. And, you know, all that being said, has anyone played the lottery? I heard something about it. Apparently... It's one point five billion with a B. The lottery is one point five billion. What is it? If no one wins, it's going to two billion. That's insane. That's insane. That's more than the GDP of some nations. <laughs> Do you know what? Everybody's like everybody I talk to. Everybody are over here. They're like, oh, you know. Oh, I hope a lot of people win it. <laughs> I I would hope so. I would fucking hope so. But, you know, I just hope the person who wins it isn't from, like, shit punk USA and sitting there going, I'm going to double wide, and now guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get myself two double wides, and I'm just going to... That is just... Money... That kind of money will fuck you up. I don't care how good you are. Hold on. What's this? Karen types in, uh, LOL. At the stores, they had a draw in the extra digits as the signs... That the, yeah, they, that's it. Usually the numbers only go up to three. They had to, they had to, they're changing everything. This is insane. Why is the government not fucking playing? Think about it. If you spent $300 million, which is not a lot for the government, not really, what's the payoff? If you if you hit the billion, you're fucking done, dude. You're done. B-b-b-b-billion. Now, I know in, you know, the USA budget, fucking $2 billion is not a lot of money. <laughs> anyway, I wish you luck. I wish everybody who played the luck, and I hope somebody wins it, because if it goes up to $2 billion, that's insane. So somebody's got to win it. What's this? Um, Karen says, I could have an endless supply of pistachios. Are you fucking serious? Pistachios? That's where your mind's going to go? Pistachios. Really? All right, here's what we're going to do. We're running a little late because I went off on a tangent about the festival and everything like that. But I'm going to play a quick game with you, my lovely loyal listeners. We have uh, a couple people that are uh, anonymous because it says two elsewhere. If you'd like to be participant, all you have to do is sign in using a Facebook address. And then you can actively participate. Here's the game we're going to play. It's a little game called Cover Me. Yes. Now, Cover Me is a game where I play a song, and it's a quick thing because I like I, I love music. I really music is very inspirational on a lot of different levels. But what I do is Cover Me. I play you a song that everybody goes, "Oh, I know that song. I love that song." But then I play you another song to make you go, "Oh fuck, that's not the original song." And somebody fucked me over. And I'm gonna say a lot of f bombs tonight. So maybe that's it. So here's the first one. You might remember this from uh, Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. I used to say like Chaka, Chaka from Land of the Lost. <laughs> that song came out in 1982. 1982 got to be there. But did you know the original? Does any of know? Does any of the listeners want to type in? Take a hazard a guess. 
that 10 years earlier, that song, Jackson 5, yes, it was. Karen said it right. Got to be there. Jackson 5. Now, there was some discrepancy whether it was Michael Jackson or the Jackson 5, but I don't think Michael Jackson was singing solo uh, in 72. He doesn't. Now, think about it. Like, in 72, I was, I was four years old. So Michael, I think, was like six or seven, if that. Man. How about this one from 1984 from Chaka Khan? Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. <laughs> Gonna play this a little long because I love it. I wanna love you, wanna hold you, wanna squeeze you too. Let me take you in the arms of me with your charm, Chaka. Cause you know I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. Cause you want just a physical genius in my rock, Chaka. Baby, girl, you make me wanna scream. Even my buddy Charlie's probably jamming to this shit right now. <laughs> All right, he's out of the chair, baby. <laughs> I'm taking up way too much time. All right, so I got to get, because that's only the second one. I got to get to my guest. Uh, I got to get to my guest. Anyway, uh, that was from 1984, Shaka Khan. But do you know who the original writer and and uh, performer of that song was? Prince. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Sounds like a zipper. Zew! All right, that was Prince. <laughs> All right, and now another one from 1990. It was Mariah. I'll be there. Here we go. Remember this? Yeah, singing "I'll Be There" from 1990. This I think was the live performance she did. It was, you know. But the original version was 20 years earlier. Not only did we feature two Shaka Khans, we feature two Jackson 5s because the original was from 1970, the Jackson 5. They were the Black Partridge family. Think about it. I, I should have closed on the, on the Shaka Khan. That was better. I should have done that. It was a, it was a much better segue out. But that is uh, cover me. So here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna take our first break, and we come back. We're gonna listen to one of the amazing comedians of the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, Mr. Pete Wallenack. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and we'll be right back. The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. 
Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Penny. And irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio because it's on the inter-radio, irregardless of that shit. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was Chris Penny, also going to be on the Salem Comedy Festival. But enough about what will be. Let's discuss what is right now. Because joining me via Skype is one of the amazing comics of the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, Mr. Pete Wallenek. Oh, my God. Hey. He's here. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. All right. Yes. Good times, man. Every, everybody can hear you. How, hey, it's good to hear. Now, Pete. Now, uh, thank you for uh, for being on the show. Wow, so wow, they they're so happy. They, they came for a second. He's <laughs> getting out of control, buddy. I know it's the in studio audience, and you would think I would be able to control them because they're on a dial. <laughs> <laughs> they're just out of control. It's probably me. But Pete, you first of all, we have actually uh, we've never met. Tell the listening audience about you first and foremost. You are out of Kentucky. Yeah, exactly right. You're reading off the list of all the comics that are on the uh, on the show this weekend, and uh, everybody's from New Hampshire. They're from Boston, and all of a sudden, little old me, you know, which one of these things is not like the other? <laughs> so how is can no? You submitted to the uh, the festival, and I saw your video, and I was like, this guy is really really funny. I hate to ask him to come up, <laughs> and let me explain why. Because right. one, it's New England in the winter first and second yeah. i was still this was i was having doubts about i don't want to invite people and then oh what happens if i don't get people and then i gotta cancel and everything worked out very well but that's that's the only reason because i'm like this guy and, and not just that i go this guy's a working comic he's not gonna want to drive up from kentucky to hang out but you did but you know here's what it is i had uh, i had vacation days on my day job so i figured why not burn him <laughs> why not burn him I could have been a real dick, and I could have just taken all the sick days because I had plenty of sick days too. Oh, I totally would have done that. Why didn't you sick it? You should have sick. Well, that's it. the thing. That's the thing. I mean, I would have had to come up with this convoluted excuse that you know I have this rare disease that only some hospital in Boston can treat, and you know use that. But unfortunately, I didn't think of that in time. I thought of that only like on the trip up, so oh. that was a waste. Well, you know, it's funny. Boston's got some of the best hospitals in the world, and that would have flew. <laughs> yeah, but then again, like. You know, they already know I'm here and they know why I'm here, too. So I can't really do anything. Those sick hours, the sick hours pretty much went down the shitter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're advertising like crazy fiends and Twitter and tweeting and all this stuff. They're like, wow, Pete is doing all this from the hospital. <laughs> I know. Right now. Tell my listeners a little bit about you. Um, how long you been doing stand up, Pete? I've been doing stand up. Probably a little more than six years. Uh, I got into it. I got into it kind of late. I'm an older guy, too. I'm 55 years old. And uh, I just figured it was now or never because I thought about doing it for a long time. In fact, I remember you uh, in some of the uh, some of the emails that you sent out. You said that you did, uh, I guess, the New Orleans Comedy Festival in like 1999, 2000, yeah. 2001. Yeah, we may. I may have seen you back then because I was in New Orleans on vacation, I think, in 2001. And I was hanging out with a guy named Ron Ramey. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you or not. Ron Ramey, black guy. 
Yeah, out of St. Louis. Yeah, right. I know, I know Ron Ramey. I know Ramey. Yeah, and uh, I didn't, I didn't even know there was a comedy festival going on in New Orleans at that time, and I thought, oh, this is kind of a bonus. I figured I'll hang out, watch a couple of shows. I may have seen you perform. I, I don't know for a fact if I did or not, but I started talking with Ron, and uh, he just said he just invited me to tag along with him. And so Ron I pretty much spent the rest of the night hanging out with Ron Ramey, and he was buying me drinks, and I was watching him perform, and it was a great time. Was that was that kind of now? It was in the summertime. I know that it was in August. I know it was in August, and that kind yeah. of this kind of explains my convoluted logic i go to new orleans in august and i come to boston in january no shit i'm that's what i said i mean i, I got off the plane and i had never been in new orleans and the first time the first couple of years they had them they had it in august and i got off the plane and i thought somebody was choking me <laughs> i was like this i go oh, oh, oh. And the guy, the Bill Dykes, who's a good friend to this day, and I said to him, I go, is this for real? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. If you stay down here long enough, you'll start to grow gills. And I didn't realize it because New Orleans is six feet lower than the fucking sea level. Yeah, yeah, that's why they have the. That's why they in the cemeteries they have the they have the caskets, the mausoleums, and the uh, the things like the way they do. Because if you bury the bodies, if it floods, those float bodies away. end up. Yeah, those bodies are floating around. That's and then they figured, oh, let's just put them in. Let's put them above ground, and everything oh. will be cool. I love New Orleans because it's like you could be there at Mardi Gras. You could be taking a leak on the side of a building, and a cop will hold your drink while you do it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been doing festivals for years, and. Most of them are competitions, and in New Orleans, it was all about just kind of do, going up on stage and kind of showing off a little bit, and then talking to people, not outdoing people, not making somebody feel bad. It was about the camaraderie of it, and I went, I think Boston could do that. You know, one of the one things I like about how you're doing this, uh, the uh, the Salem Comedy Festival, I like how you made it free to submit, and then you only pay if you're if you're accepted. You wouldn't believe the rest of the shit I got for that. Even that. Really? I, yeah. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. I mean, what's what's the downside? Right. If you submit to a festival, you may not get accepted, and it's gone money. It's gone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. But, you know, with the submission fee, you get your T-shirt, you get the lanyards, you get admission to, you get the pre-show admission. So you're on Friday, right? Right. You get the five samples of the cider. So that's your... That's like two free drinks. Boom. Is that before or after my performance? That's before. <laughs> but you can drink as much cider as you want after that. It's yours. But the five yeah. samples are like, and, and then if you're on tomorrow night, uh, if the comics are on tomorrow night, they get the dinner. They get, you know, they participate in that. So it's really not, I'm doing this because I want to do it. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making any money. As a matter of fact, I'm losing some fucking, I'm losing a lot of money on this. But I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. As much, and I don't know if you heard the opening monologue, but as much as it's a pain in the ass, I'm doing it because I'm a comic who loves to watch other comics and loves the camaraderie of it. You know, when I started, there was, we had cliques and the, well, not cliques, we had groups. And everybody in my group, like, you know, I don't know how it is in Kentucky or how you started, but when you start, you, there's a bunch of people that you start with or around and mm -hmm. you know in boston especially that competition makes you better and we didn't like go fuck you i'm gonna do it we act like brothers and sisters and we were supportive and going hey there's an open mic and i want to do this and what do you think about this joke and we'd give each other critiques and criticisms and, and support and over the past 10 years i haven't i haven't seen that and there's all these groups and stuff but they're not they're friends but they're not 
Some of them are friends, but it's really too much. I don't want to tell you where I got this gig because then you'll get it. It's one of the reasons I'm here because, you know, I appreciate the fact that uh, that you have a lot of like energy about the whole thing, what you're doing this weekend with the, with the comedy festival. And I feel that and I just feel like you and I could be good friends, too, because I just I feel like you're really into what you're doing and you're not in trying to one up anybody or be better than anybody or shit on anybody. It's kind of that's just the feel. It's just the feel that I get just from the voice I, that I'm hearing through my computer, not ha actually having met you face to face yet. Well, you know, I may, they, think, I may think you suck face to face. But, you know, that's why I good. That's why I didn't read anything about anybody <laughs> i'm like i go wow this guy might be nice i'm like what a fucking douchebag <laughs> but i appreciate that pete i really do and i i hope i can i hope that i can kind of live up to that and you know the networking session that we have uh we're gonna have tomorrow night and then we're gonna have friday it's about you know comics exchange of business cards and going you know i work for this people and i've invited a bunch of people that i work for to kind of scout you know the comics and you know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, m maybe nothing, maybe a lot of stuff or, you know, but, but I'm really looking forward to it. I, I just, I, I just am so much, but you know, we're talking so much about that. I want to hear about now the clip you sent me was fucking hysterical. And, and I, I just know from that one click, but you seemed so polished and you had talked about stuff. So I'm like, you seem like you've been doing it forever. Because you've got that kind of polish to you, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. And only six years. Man, I fucking hate people like you. I fucking hate people well, like you. Well, believe it or not, there are people. Um, there are some people. There's a couple of people. I'm trying to think of the names off the top of my head. There's a guy um, out of Indianapolis. His first name is Seth. And I've worked with him before. And he's probably been maybe, I don't know, two and a half years in, three years in. He's featuring already. I opened for the guy. I was like, I was the MC for a show that he was on when I was open for Joe Matarese at a club called Wiley's in Dayton, Ohio. So he was like, he was amazing. You know, there's a lot of new blood and, you know, I've been doing it for 25 years and I started going to open mics and showcases like four or five years ago because, you know, when you close the shows on the weekend, you show up and you don't really, you talk to kind of the same people. You, you you know you're there way too early and then you're there and then you want to leave right afterwards and i got into that you know that headliners kind of glitch where you're not really writing a lot because there's no opportunities to write there's no interactions and when i was younger i was fucking man just writing 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 and then writing and then performing and you gotta those new guys i was like my god i forgot how hungry you had to be to be in this business <laughs> yeah like the guys that i see guys i'm like that sucks, dude. What do you do? They'd get up, walk through flame, and then dust their fucking lapels off. And I'm like, did that not burn? They go, what do you mean? And I'm like, shit. And within within a few weeks of, of being exposed to that, I went, that's who I, that's who I was. And now I got to get there again. And that's why when you see these young guys, and I say young guys, you know, young in the business, just all of a sudden just, you know, shoot past you're like, my God, I got to I got to get on my shit. Otherwise, I'm well, you know what it is. You know what it is? It's because things are more organized these days because, you know, back in the day, you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have no. all the resources that a lot of young people have available right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And their pro the promotional status. The problem is I still like I've been in it long enough to see a lot of the like I know Facebook is is helpful and Twitter is helpful. And I know all that. But as far as like th they're still insulated. Like, there's a group in Boston, they're very insulated. They're so insulated, in fact, they are throwing the word headliner around like they earned it. You know what I mean? It's 
but that's the business. So that's, you know, and that's what I'm going to kind of, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be like, hey, let's, you know, I know whatever you do, let's, you know, I'm trying not to be bitter. <laughs> well, you're still making money, right? You're working full time. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I make a pretty good living as a comic. I mean, I do other things as well. Twitter complainers make great bits. <laughs> Somebody who's that stain? Stain Stalin Schartz. Do you know Stalin? Stalin? Huh? What? His oh, there's a there's a listener. Oh, I see it. Oh, Stalin Schartz. I don't know Stalin. And he just typed that. He said Twitter complainers make great bits. I hate I hate Twitter for that. Like Twitter is useful if you type something funny. Like I for a while I tried to do that and then I'm like I don't fucking care. I, don't <laughs> I am in these neat parts. I cross post on Twitter, so it posts up on Facebook too. So that way, I got like I only like I do twice as much with half the effort. That's <laughs> that's the same thing I do. Somebody said you could you can cross feed Instagram as well. Yeah, I haven't gotten. To, I don't. I don't like Instagram. I don't really have that many pictures of myself that I want to put on. I'm not that narcissistic. Uh, myself as well. I'm like. If there's a, a, I might post one thing, but I'd post it to Twitter anyway. And I'm like, who has pictures that they want to, how bored are you? <laughs> Just like, hey, let me take some pictures and then let everybody else see my pictures as opposed to let me say something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine why people even want to like post up pictures of what they're eating. Do I give a rat's ass what you're eating? Come on. <laughs> Could be a rat's ass they're eating. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm eating a rat's ass. That would be a picture you could post up on Instagram. And that and that would that would get a lot of hits. I'm sure. <laughs> From, yeah, how many likes would it get though? That's what I'd like to see. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because you know, put it up on Facebook. Yeah, you would like this. <laughs> I mean, there's no one. Did they start with the? Did they start the dislike button yet? Because all I have is the uh, like button on Facebook. I wish there was. Well, here's the thing. America is not ready for a dislike button. Yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you, you post up something, somebody doesn't like it, you pretty much get shit on, and then you just you log off of Facebook and never log back on again. It's a, it's a greater it's a greater thing than ever. Like my father would say, you know, it's it's the whole thing. It's uh, it it's opinions and assholes, and you know, it's like it's yeah. exactly that. So, well, speaking of assholes, I'm going to be an All asshole, right. and I'm going to cut our time down a little bit. We're going to take our second break. And by the way, you guys are listening to me, Mark Scalia, and Pete Wallenek. Very yeah, funny. you got it right. I did. I'm Thank trying. You, you I'm got trying. it right. I went to vocational school. It took me three times, but I got it. <laughs> and when we come back, yeah. Pete, you and I are going to play a really fun game, and right. we're going to test your musical knowledge. And right. ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. His aloofness has been described as apathetic. He doesn't lean left or right. His Facebook status is whatever. He once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute. He is the most uninterested man in the world. I don't often drink beer. I don't really care what I drink. Stay thirsty, my friends. It's time for another weak inspiration. A pebble in your shoe can drive you mad. So take it out and hit somebody with it. 
This is Drew Dunn, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Fucking guy. You believe this shit? You're actually listening to this. This whole thing is irregardless. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was Drew Dunn. Drew Dunn is actually going to be on your night as well. Drew Dunn, uh, a guest of the show as well. And uh, we are speaking with Pete Wallenek out of Kentucky. Is there a special place in Kentucky? Because I don't want to call it like you're from the state. I want to kind of narrow it. No, no. No, I'm from – it's a blue city in a red state. I'm from Louisville. Oh, you're from Louisville. Yeah, which everybody says, which everybody pronounces Louisville, Louisville. It's just Louisville. It's like it's like you got punched in the mouth and tried to say Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. He's from Kentucky, or as we like to refer to it, Smart South. That's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way it's to put smart it. Smart South. I would, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Actually, no, take that back. Louisville and uh, Lexington, those are like the smart parts of Kentucky. You know, the minute you step outside of city limits, you're hearing uh, the banjos. It's really it's really that bad. Yeah, see, I don't know. See, I, I live in a blue state, but I, I want to live in a red state. You know what it is? Oh, I got to tell you this. I was listening to the radio today, Yeah. Um, and I hear like a Bernie Sanders commercial, a Hillary Clinton. It was a station in uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, it was a Bernie Sanders commercial and a Hillary Clinton commercial. Like every 10 minutes on the commercial breaks, I'm just getting pounded with it. I wasn't getting any of that like where I was living. That just blew my mind. I just love hearing this whole blue state thing because uh. I'm like I'm in the middle of red state country. So I'm buried with, you know, I'm buried in America. You know, everything that, <laughs> America. Everything that has to do with America, I'm surrounded by. So it's really cool to hear to get a whole different perspective, like what I'm hearing out here. You just totally sounded like the uh, the South Park guys. We go, they're gonna take her jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, I, I believe me. I know people like that. They're good people, yeah. So I tolerate them, but you know, for the most part, they're still America. You know? <laughs> so you know, before we get into the game, I do want to ask you this: Is this your first time up in the Boston area? No, actually, I came here uh, last first time uh, in 2007. In the summer, because always I'm a, I'm a fan of history, and I like the fact that you know this whole experiment that became America kind of started here. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know what? I actually I really like the Boston accent. I don't know what it is if it's it's something weird about me or what. I enjoy the accent. I really do. Oh, you know, then we should uh, see. Last week I played foreign offensive, and now that you say that, it makes me want to play foreign offensive as well. I What's foreign offensive? For, see, we, I'll tell you what, Pete. Since you're it's another a, one of your games, it's another, it's another one, one of your little games. It's one of my little games, as it were. Um, I can. I'll give you the choice. Would you rather hear people talk and guess their their accent, or would you rather hear some music and figure out what song it might be? Uh, I'm a music fan, so I'll go with the music game. Okay. Because I do, I do have this. Here's what I played. I played last week for uh, <laughs> for Caroline. Here we go. I'm his mother and his manager. You're not my manager anymore, and I'm not waiting for Dicky. Okay, I'm not getting any younger. I'm not waiting for Dicky. I'm not getting any younger. Try it, Pete. Oh, gee. what? Uh, am I guessing the movie? Is that what it is? No, no, no. Just try to say exactly that way. I'm not waiting for Dicky, and I'm not getting any younger. I'm not waiting for Dicky, and I'm not getting any younger. Close. It's actually not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> you know what would be a real turn on for me is, is some uh, like an Irish redhead from Boston saying, I want to suck your cock. No, you don't. Oh, my God. What's your name? Is it Tommy? Fuck, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Just fuck me. Oh, my God. Your dick is so hard. 
your dick is so fucking hot. It's like, and that's what you'd get. It'd be like the worst sex line operas ever. Right. Anyway, so here's what we're going to do, because you're a big musical guy. And you said right. drums earlier. Are you a drummer? No, I'm actually a guitar player. But you know what? There are so many songs that I can pick out from just like the first two or three drum beats. Like, come on, hear, uh, come on feel the noise from Quiet uh, Riot. Yeah. Because I know that instantly whenever I hear it. Well, let's see how you see how good you are at identifying a saxophone because we're going to play Sounds Like Sax to Me. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. I'm not good with, I'm not good with saxophone, but I'll give it my best Well, try. it's it's fine because most of the time the listener, uh, the, the, the guest gets blown out by the listeners. So it's... Let's have a little fun with that. So, Pete, this is a game where I play you a saxophone solo because I don't know if you know this. The saxophone, see, you're in my demographic. So the saxophone used to be a highly respected instrument and was featured in almost every single song on the radio. There was a sax solo for everything. And then around, you know, 1995, 98, saxophone went, you know, by the way of the dodo. And now I want to bring it back into existence. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of Oh, Songbird. I'm not playing Songbird by Kenny G. And stop it. Stop it. You will never hear Songbird on this fucking show. So what we're going to do is I'm going to play you a song, and it's just a saxophone solo, and all you're going to do okay. is guess the song. This one's easy. I know you're going to get right. this one. Now, here's the thing. You and I are speaking via Skype almost instantaneously. So if you know it, you just shout it right out. All right. And you're playing against the listeners. Now, there are... Wow, there's a lot of listeners tonight, and <clears throat> the the problem with them is... They will be listening on a delay. Now, with right. the delay, you have an advantage. Plus, they have to know the song. Then they have to type it in. So they may go for a five to an eight-second delay where you can hear almost the whole thing before they even hear it. So that's your, that's your advantage. Your disadvantage is there are way more of them than of you. Yeah, great. All right. <laughs> so. All right. Let's see how well I do. All right, let's have some fun, Pete. Here's the first one. 12 seconds worth of saxophone solo. Here we go. Okay. Oh, the heat is on, Glenn Fry. Wow, record. It's a record. You know this game sacks, man. Oh, that's one without even waiting for them. That was, of course, the heat is on. That's right, by Glenn Fry. Unbelievable. Suck it, chat room. I'm telling you, this happens to all the guests. They get one off the bat, and you're like, fuck you, I got this, and then they get blown out. <laughs> yeah, here, here it comes. I'm going to get tripped up on the next one. All right, here's this one's a little tough. This one's a little tough, but only 10 seconds of this one. Here we go. Okay. A little tricky. Oh, you son of a bitch. Tricky. Oh, you did it. You gave me the easy one first. I have no idea what this is. That's uh, my listeners. I don't know if my listeners are going to get it. It's not Songbird. Stop playing Songbird. I've heard it before, but yeah. I don't know. I and, can't pin it down by artist and title. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. Oh, Jason's saying I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> you can't do it. It's. I'll play it again. It's real tough. And I know what's going to happen. The listeners are going to start shazamming it. It's tough. You, it's, nah, I got nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I oh, got nothing. Well, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little hint. I'll give you some hint um, because the listeners have not piped in. Um, this would have something to do with um, – oh, how can I – I'm so glad Metallica tickets aren't on the line. <laughs> 
No, but Quiet Riot tickets. I'd, re- I'd really be hating you. <laughs> let's, let me see if I can. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I, I'll give you a hint. The name of the group, and as soon as I do, the, oh, it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's not not even close. It's actually, uh, you know something, I'm going to, I may just throw it up. I may just throw it up. It's, uh, let me play the actual song, see if you get it. Still don't have it. Nah, still no. Nothing? No, I got nothing. Well, the listeners are now just fucking ranting about James Brown, <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was a oh, that song. Was not, oh, James Brown was not James Brown. I Get know. your head out of your not ass. Even cl- not even close. Oingo Boingo. He wrote now the name of the song. Oh, it, it's very. It actually sounded like Oingo Boingo. It does because it sounds like an old song, but it's not. Um, it sounds I, like 80s synth pop of some type. Yes. It's a group called Saint Motel, and the name of the song is My Type. Well, you might as well just like read off like a like a trigonometry <laughs> formula to me. I had no idea who those guys are. Saint Motel. Saint Mo. I know it's the song you hear all the time, but nobody knows the group. All the time, what in Boston? No. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I live in a blue state, and we get we get stuff first. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Now the now the internet's out there. We get stuff first in Kentucky as well. You just know I have to know where to look. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> People are spending too much time doing too many other things. I just, you know, so I heard it on the radio and I was like, this song sounds familiar. I know it. And then I shazammed it and fucking found out who sings it. Anyway, it's one. So you are leading by one. So you have to win this one because if they get this one, you're fucked. 12 seconds worth of saxophone. Here we go. Let's hear it. Oh, Bob Seger, Kathmandu. Oh, well, let's go into Kathmandu. That's two for two. <laughs> well, actually, two for three. three yeah, two for three. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta scrap that middle one. <laughs> Kathmandu. I grew up listening to this song. I was like, I grew up in the Detroit area, so I, uh, I loved. I loved Bob Seger, but there was a kid in high school which fucking ruined it for me. Every time he heard Bob Seger, he'd go, Seger! Like that. So from this point forward, I can't fucking listen to it. But yes, that uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to type in a few things to make my changes. Okay, Stalin Shart said Blues Brothers. What a dick. I, it's blue. First of all, don't blaspheme the Blues Brothers like the original, <laughs> Jake and Elwood. Nobody talks about Blues Brothers 2000. Nobody. Yeah, that's true. No, it's I was like, calling Stalin Shards a dick. Oh, he's, he's just, you know, it is. It was funny. He's funny what he's writing. It's just non sequitur. It's like, a, hey, I'm trying. Like that Craigslist thing, which is funny. You know what's funny? If I had more time, I would do that on Craigslist. I really would. I would post fake ads on Craigslist all the time. I, I, I think I would. <laughs> I just, I don't have that kind of time. I just don't. I know because you're because you're a full time working comic, something I aspire to do and probably a lot of people aspire to do. So you actually are living the dream, Mark. Do not (laughs) sell yourself short. I will tell you that right now. No, no. I meant to ask you, what do you do during the day? Oh, I uh, I do a computer IT support for uh, Louisville Metro government. Oh, you work for the government? Well, yeah, city. I work for the city of Louisville. Uh, Still, it's a government job. It's it's still it's a good gig. It's a good gig. Whose cousin do you know? Whose cousin? I don't have any cousin. No. Whose cousin? Pete? No, that's 
Yeah, which cousin am I fucking? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm, you know, some that was awkward. So let's go on a third and final break. Well, Stalin Sharks is being a dick, too. Hey, I thought it was just supposed to be comedy, man. It, it is supposed to be comedy. He's fun. I already said, I already said it was funny. I said every comment he said was funny. Don't take offense, Stalin. You know, lighten up, <laughs> Stalin. Sorry, you're not getting your money's worth. What are you paying for? Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not. But you know something? Stalin is going to be my new favorite. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow his ass. That's what I'm going to do. And Stalin, if you want to be a guest or something like that, email the show and we'll get you on. And that way. Is Stalin is Stalin Schartz like a, a fake name for somebody you know or I don't something know. like that? Or? No, Stalin Schartz. Well, Schart to Schart is to, to shit. Yeah, right. So I don't know. I, you know something? I'd be curious. Now it's now the curiosity's piquing. Let's. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. You and I can talk about the curiosity of Stalin shots, which <laughs> my given name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His family had a sense of humor. And I'll give him that. So. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Shorts, it's a boy. <laughs> oh, what are we gonna call him? Stalin. <laughs> a lot of laughs in that family. German Irish, right? Yeah, nothing but laughs coming out of the German Irish family. No, he's Russian German, probably. He's got he's oppressed on all sides. Anyway, shorts with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. Hey, we're gonna take out there in a final break, and during the break, you're gonna get a chance to hear a little sampling of Pete Wallenek in our break. And you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. I'm Andy Lester on Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. A lot of people have said that this show is trash, and having been on it myself, let me offer you this. A high shay, the treasure you seek, may reveal your desire for another man's junk. They say that uh, when, when you turn 40, you have to start getting colonoscopies, and I'm over 40. Uh, that's scary, because I don't like getting poked on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man, if I, I didn't know anything about that. If I'd have known, I'd have done something to get ready for it, like maybe do some prison time or something. Your doctor lied to you at 50. What's that? Your doctor lied to you at 50. Oh, then he must have just been doing it for fun. <laughs> Is that why the lights were dim and there was a mirror ball going on the scene? Well, that just clears up so many things. That just makes so much sense now. <laughs> and when I leave the clinic, he says, call me. <laughs> now, if you don't know colonoscopy, they take a little camera that's about yay big, and they run it through your colon looking for things that cause cancer, which is a good thing. Uh, if you don't have medical insurance, they use a flip phone camera. <laughs> So get on a plan. (laughs) 
You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just a sampling of Pete Wallenack, and he's still on the Skype line. Pete, oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. Hey, Stalin, there's your uh, comedy. Got your comedy there right we go. here. There's some comedy for you, Stalin. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we're uh, I'm running, uh, let's see, uh, I'm running... Actually, not too bad because I, I wasted some time on the music. Um, but before we let you go, Pete, a couple things I want to go. First thing I want to do is I want to ask you the question I ask of all my entertainers. And that is I would like to ask you to tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. And please do it in that order because the fun, the, the funniest story is the most painful story. Okay, first time was uh, in March 2009, uh, the very first time. It was like it was a graduation show for a comedy class that I took. Um, it was pretty stressful, and I was really freaking out, thinking, oh, my God, do I have five minutes of material? And it pretty much came and went pretty fast. And uh, I got a couple of laughs. I was encouraged. I felt like I could still maybe continue this and pursue it, and uh, I did. Uh, the best time probably was this past Friday. Uh, I did a show. I featured... For a, a guy uh, based out of St. Louis named Longhorn, uh, we did a gig at uh, a sports bar called Legends in uh, French Lick, Indiana. Uh, it was really kind of a nice place. It was packed. Uh, typical kind of sports bar uh, where like there's like a zillion jerseys on the wall and stuff. And, yeah. and Larry Bird is from French Lick, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird, of course, of the Celtics. That is correct, right? It is. And for, yeah, okay. for sure, a very long sure, time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, in fact, it kind of it kind of looked like Larry Bird's laundry room with all the uh, <laughs> all the jerseys and stuff on the wall. But it was a great show. It was a great show all the way around. And uh, I, I'm breaking into. I'm just getting. I'm just getting into featuring. I'm trying to do more of that. And uh, and that was. I felt very encouraged over that. The worst time. Oh, wow. Uh, happened when I was emceeing a few years ago at my home club in uh, Kentucky, which at the time was known as Comedy Caravan, but they've since changed ownership, and they're now known as the Laughing Derby. Um, I uh, I think the first la- the first joke I did was the only laugh that I got through the whole set, and just <laughs> ten minutes of fucking misery. Just oh, I mean, I was I did not I didn't have I didn't have flop sweat. I I will say that I wasn't like really I wasn't sweating on stage. I was just like. Okay, just in my head, the internal monologue. Okay, you fuckers. Okay, let's try this one. All right, you don't like that one. Let's just just very determined, you know, just very determined. And I got through it, and I finished my set. I said, okay, that's my time. Everybody just sits there. <laughs> no applause, nothing. So I'm like, it's like, okay, this is generally the time where you should applaud. And then they started giving me a little bit. And you are. You know, I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I had to I had to fucking tell them to applaud. Or sorry, ask them, plead with them to applaud. <laughs> a fucking miserable crowd. And it's your whole, I know. It's your just whole a, club. Just a, yeah, it's just the fucking worst. It really was. Oh my god. I love I've a little better. I love worse. I love worse stories. I think you know it's great what gets comics up on stage, and it's great when you have that connection with the audience and that. But the funniest stories are the fucking the most miserable stories. <laughs> I did ten minutes and I had to tell them the applause. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, fellas. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Really Thank appreciate you. that. Way to go, buddy. Thank you. But at least I got paid. So. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So the jokes on them. There's a lot yeah, of exactly. there's a lot of comics. There was a whole thing about. Um, 
thank you. You've been a paycheck and, you know, thank you. Yeah. You thank you. You've been a car payment and all that, you know, kind of thing, but it's your own fucking club. <laughs> that's, yep. That's horrible. Oh, yeah, they still asked me back. They still, that- I've, still, <laughs> I've still worked there. We love you back. We, we, we want to give you another shot at it. So, yeah. Anyway, hey, so Pete, I I'm really looking forward to meeting you tomorrow and then watching you perform on Friday. Um, and uh, what do you get besides this? Uh, when do you leave? When do you go back to Kentucky? Or are you doing some road work on the way back? No, I'm actually going to leave Sunday because uh, I I t- it took me like 17 hours to get here yesterday. Oh. I left uh, Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, and I was hoping to maneuver my way around the lake effect snow, like around Buffalo and uh, upstate New York, because I was taking the thruway all the way across. But that was not the plan. That no, I, that did not I, happen. I could have told you, 95 corridor, always 95, always, always, always. Mm-hmm. Just because if you go up through upstate New York, you're going to get snow on two state, two levels. And especially in Albany is yeah. a nightmare. I mean, I drive to mm-hmm. Toronto all the time and Lake Erie is just, you know, in Lake Erie, like Ontario, it's yeah. always snowing. Like it's snow in the middle of fucking, you know, summer. It's ridiculous. The snow that comes off yeah. that lake. But I know it's scary, but I'm going to take 95 back because it goes through Baltimore. And I know a friend of mine, he lives in Baltimore. I was going to stop by and say hello. Baltimore is a good city. A lot of good clubs in Baltimore, too. Yeah, of course, they shot the wire there, too. Yeah, which is well, a fantastic show. Yeah, I had the DVD Sorry, and then I, I no, I had the DVD and uh, and I had it and, and I was like, you know, I switched everything to Blu-ray. So I sold the set and I'm like, shit, now the Blu-ray is like fucking seventy five dollars for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You get screwed when you do that. I mean, they do that every time they come up with a new form of technology to produce media on. Yeah. They come back and they and you basically you know they, you're 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 forking over the money. Well, I don't I don't I need, hate that. You actually don't need to buy it. It's on Netflix. You can and I have HBO Go and all that stuff. And you know I have all that stuff. I don't I don't need any of that. But but Pete, man, it's the same I, thing. Yeah, no. here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is something from my act. I don't I don't want to be one of those guys that quotes from my act. But you know, growing up, I vinyl albums were everywhere, and then they went away at one point, and now they're back. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I still have. I still have. Uh, I have all. T- I'm gonna really fucking embarrass myself, but I've got all the two live crew albums, and I'm not joking. I've <laughs> oh, got wow. the I've got the Kiss Destroyer album. Um, I've yeah, got okay. You, you know, you said two live crew. My respect for you just like tanked immediately. But you <laughs> brought it back with you brought it back with Destroyer from Kiss. Here's the thing. I had like at one point in, in my <laughs> album collection, I had like 800 albums. I was living in South Texas at one point in my life. I was moving from one city to another city in South Texas, literally crossing a desert to get there. <laughs> and I was driving a, uh, I was driving a, a, a Chevy, uh, 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 some kind of Chevy car, and I was towing a U-Haul trailer. Everything in the U-Haul trailer was so heavy, it was like pulling the car down. So my, my car and the trailer was like a V. I was like driving down the highway and my it's like an inverted V, well, not an inverted V, just like show, like a V. Yeah, just a v. The, uh, the the back of the car is like just dragging on the ground and at one point I just stopped, I opened up the trailer, I just took all my albums, I just started throwing them out in the <laughs> desert. Just winging, just winging them. 800 albums, man, just oh. out there somewhere in the Texas desert. And I'm sure there were like buzzards flying over me just kind of looking down. Hmm, there's a meal here. It's it's like that scene from um uh, what's that? Uh, not Dawn of the Dead. It's uh, Fred uh, with Simon Pegg, and they have all the albums. Uh, what I is- don't. I don't think I, I think I saw that movie and I watched it once and I didn't watch it again and it was like totally forgettable. So that was my fault. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it was, what was it called? Oh, fuck! 
It was not Dawn of the Dead. It wasn't something like that. It was like Dawn of the... Uh, yeah, Simon Pegg was like something dead. Something like that. I forget. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun it was of Shaun the of the dead. dead. That's what it was. It was Shaun, it was Shaun of the Dead. And uh, he was taking albums and he was flinging them at the zombie. And he goes, and he hits him. He goes, Britney Spears? Yeah, yeah, you can throw that one. And he goes, uh, David Bowie? No, no, no. Not that one. Not that one. It's Queen's Greatest Hits. Don't do it. Uh, but it was very funny. So now I got to download that movie. Oh my god! Yeah, it's I. I actually love that movie. It's it was my introduction to Simon Pegg. It's just it just really, just funny. You know, it was very funny and clever. And that group kind of worked together a lot. And uh, it was like the girl from the original uh, from the British Office and. Um, and a lot of actors, like guys that gone, on, you know, people that gone on to win academies, were in movies like those. So it's like, that's funny. Is that on Netflix? You it know, probably is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna have to look it up because I have a subscription. Yeah. yeah, you get free hotel service, right? Free Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, I do. There you go. You know, some Pete, we, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to meeting you tomorrow and then watching you do a a, a long set. Uh, on uh, on Friday night, um, yeah, Friday night, yeah, Friday night. That's it. Um, but well, I got to wrap the show. But I'll tell you what, man, it's been great. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I really appreciate it. And again, I'm really looking forward to to working with you over the weekend. All right, the canned applause. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, at least you're getting it this time. I could have went. Beautiful. I could have went. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And uh, and I'll see you very soon, my friend. Thank you again. All right, man. Uh, the drinks are on you. Uh, well, no, the drinks. Well, you you got you got damn it. You got tokens. No, we're all. I'm sure we're gonna drink enough. You're gonna enjoy right. it. That's uh, cool. All right, Pete. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. See you later, right. buddy. Bye bye. Bye. That was Pete Wallenack, everybody. Oh my God, so fun. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with him. What do you mean, write some joke? Come on, Stalin. Come on, Stalin. Lighten up. I saw your swing set. It's like fucking, that's the kind of snow we got last year. But you know what we're going to do? Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And, of course, that's what we have to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was, of course, Pete Wallenek. He will be at the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival on Friday. And I'm going to be there all weekend long. Uh, tomorrow night, I will be at Kodo Restaurant. Tickets are still available. Not a lot. So if you want them, you've got to go to Salem Comedy Festival dot com and click the buy tickets link and get on it because it's really going uh, it's really going fast and then you can um <clears throat> you can come to the Kodo show which is Thursday night tomorrow night you can come to the Friday show actually the Friday show is sold out so that's murmur but you know some show up at the door maybe maybe we get some stuff for you but probably not uh and then of course Saturday night it's the uh <clears throat> the Opus Underground Triple Threat the comedy dinner with three headlining comedians, myself included, and uh, you get to, we're going to have dinner all together, and then we're going to kind of have a lot of fun, and then afterwards, we're going to have a bang, bang, bang up show uh, on Saturday night as well, and that'll be the uh, the final night of the festival. So guys, uh, thank you, as always, for being part of Radio Irregardless. It has been a, uh, a thorough pleasure to work with you guys, or to have you guys on. Uh, keep listening. If, as always, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, leave a comment. You can email the show at radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can even call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next show will be next uh, Wednesday, January 20th, where my guest will be announced at a later date. Have a great week, everybody. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. 
Radio Way Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Way Regardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.